0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to the Live Free Now Radio Show. Livefreenowradio.com is the website. Joining you uh, every Tuesday, I'm sorry, every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m., checking us out, bringing you the news, views, and tools you can use to live a more free and prosperous life. John Bush here, joined as always by Jason Reek. How you doing, Jason?
1: I'm great, and, and not as always, really, because I haven't even been here
0: for two weeks. Where have you been?
1: Been? I've been I've been out. I've been in LA, Los Angeles, nullify now,
0: Mr. Important.
1: Well, you were there with me then. So we had some uh, great guest hosts filled in. I mean, I hope uh you know everybody digs our choice of guest hosts when we have Katherine Bleich or Jack Blood come in here and I sure uh, dig them. They uh have a unique spin on things. Always putting out the unapproved opinions. Uh, That's how we roll. uh, That is. That's what we do. That's what we do. So it is 2011, the year of freedom. And that's why we're seeing so many instances of freedom and liberty just popping up all over the place. Yep. Um, That's why we're seeing, you know, even here in Texas, uh, a a sheriff's office issuing domestic terrorism warnings in Bandera, Texas. Uh, That's a recent story that we've seen come out. And, uh, you know, apparently now that Osama bin Laden is dead... It's domestic terrorists that we need to worry about. And domestic terrorists, those are the ones, uh, you know, because the representatives vow to defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And while the founders believed that those threats, uh, domestic, would come from the very government that was established, that's actually what they believed, and that sounds a little radical. Mm -hmm. The SPLC thinks that's a radical position. They recently came down on me about that, but... We believe that now what's happening in American society is that the federal government and state governments are trying to say no. The domestic threats are the citizens.
0: Yep, I think that was the whole the whole anti-terror apparatus was always intended to be flipped around, inverted back on we the people uh, from the get go. And unfortunately, the Department of Homeland Security, through various institutions like the Fusion Center and the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, they're training local law enforcement to be on the look for constitutionalists. It's hardcore doublethink. The founders of this country laid down the philosophy that the people are calling for a return to today. And those people that call for a return to that in a, in a peaceful manner are labeled potential domestic terrorists and being put on watch lists. And the specific group they're speaking to in, in this latest report uh Out of Bandera County, Texas, the sheriff's department are calling on law enforcement to be concerned whenever they pull over sovereign citizens, which is basically a movement of individuals who have embraced their sovereignty and believe that the illegitimate U.S. government authority doesn't rest above them because they believe that this government to be acting entirely outside of its constitutional bounds. And these are basically people that just want to be left alone, but unfortunately— Uh, The Department of Homeland Security, SPLC, continually labels them as as potential violent threats. And to be clear, there are some individuals who subscribe to sovereign citizen mentality that have been violent in the past. But unfortunately, as tends to happen with just about every single group, be it al-Qaeda or Muslims or whatever, there's a small, tiny minority uh, that make it seem like it's the entire majority of the, of the particular group. People that want to exercise their sovereignty be left alone. And then these DHS, SPLC, ADL even come in and just smear it over the whole group. And then before you know it, you tend to tea party rally and you're put on a watch list under the Department of Homeland Security right wing extremism reports. And it's unfortunate. It's happened right here in Texas. Yeah. But- and, you Peaceful know, people.
1: Th- it's always, you know, anti-government anarchist movement, mm. you know, an anti-government. That's a that's a phrase they like to throw out there. But the problem is, is that, you know, we're anti-tyranny here. You know, we've seen the government transform itself into a force that doesn't expand and promote liberty as it was intended not so much uh we see it now as the enemy of liberty hacking away at the branches of the tree of liberty and now we're on the defense the now you're american an extremist, people freak. i am an extremist but i have a radio show by which i can shout my extreme positions so i love it so today we've got some great things planned we yep. do have david simpson coming on a texas uh representative who has been a, a powerful force behind the anti tsa legislation that we've been uh, talking about and trying to see you know pushed through here in the state of Texas and and hoping that we can get that pushed through
0: uh huh. Yeah, the Department of Justice came, as, as we've reported in the past, it was about to pass through the Senate, it had already passed the House unanimously, and they came and they basically threatened the state of Texas that if this bill were to pass, that there would be a no-fly zone akin to what you have over Lim- Libya. Many are calling that an act of war, a deliberate threat. <laughs> so it's totally unconstitutional and yes. people are pushing back.
1: If you Texans want to be able to fly anywhere... You must let us feel you we and touch, to touch you. You. Uh, you do want your freedom, don't you? <laughs>
0: it's for your own good now bend over.
1: That's right, exactly. So that's what we're seeing happen. And again those threats come from the federal government. They threaten to withhold, you know, funds and and rights and privileges and all sorts of things, you know. But it is, it's all for our protection. It's a threat so, um, uh, so, you know, that's what we've got coming on here in the next segment. Of course, we're going to have too much government news, as always. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, John, you wanted to talk about a, a little something-something uh, going on in the uh, the Swiss Alps.
0: Yeah, folks, and we will be taking your calls, 512-458-TALK. That's 512-458-8255 uh, in the second segment when we'll be chatting with David Simpson. Open the... Up for phone calls and comments, but I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to the mainstream media throughout the United States, especially the United States, because this is actually getting coverage in some foreign press. But every year there's a meeting that takes place all across the country. They alternate between Western Europe and the United States, the North American continent, actually, and it's called the Bilderberg Group. They've been meeting since 1954. And basically, they meet every year. It's world leaders in the financial sector and the political sector and the media industrial complex sector. Also, a lot of defense contractors as well. Very influential people, the most influential peoples in the world, some would argue. And they meet every year. In secret, complete blackout. And, and for the longest time, there was a, a hardcore media blackout. But thanks to the alternative media, it's been put on the uh, the eyes of, of the world public, basically. But the unfortunate thing is there's a lot of people out there that question what goes on at these meetings. And a lot of the agendas get leaked and the attendance lists get leaked every single time. And there's people out there that are curious what they're talking about in there because sometimes it gets leaked that they're going to maybe try to push for more instability in the Middle East or they're going to try to push for $4 a barrel oil. And then two or three l- years later, it actually happens. So people are curious about that. And unfortunately, the mainstream media, the media, which is supposed to be this uh, branch that you know holds the public sector, holds the government accountable by exposing it to the light of day, rather than cover this and be curious about it, as many should, Uh, They're simply ridiculing anybody that would bring up any uh, preponderance of curiosity about said events, which is the exact opposite of what they ought to be doing. So now the people that are questioning it are being ridiculed and labeled kooks, conspiracy theorists, wackos. I'm just going to read a few of the people that are meeting right now in uh, Switzerland. It's been going on since the 9th through the 12th or so. These are just the people from the United States of America. You have Keith Alexander. He's the commander of U.S. Cybercom. Uh, Director of National Security Agency. Additionally, you have Martin Feldstein. He's Baker Professor of Economics. A lot of these people also control uh, Intelligentsia as well. Who else do we have that's there? Henry Kissinger, of course, which is a major controller of a a lot of uh, geopolitical uh, things that are going on today. Henry Kravis, he's the co-chairman and CEO of Kohlberg, Kravis, Roberts & Co. Uh, There's also some hardcore neocons that are there. Richard Pearl. Uh, Richard Pearl, he's a president of the American Enterprise Institute. David Rockefeller, of course, shows his pretty face. Robert Rubin, which is one of the big economic gurus. Yeah, you know, Rubin uh,
1: used to be uh, with Goldman Sachs, I believe. Then he was a former treasury secretary. You know, when I read the list, and again, this is confirmed, this is happening, Drudge covered it, you know, uh, uh, Judge Napolitano covered it. I mean, this is going on, okay? What's going on there? We don't quite know. But what I think is Rather curious is when you look at the list here, you're also going to find you've got now Chris Hughes, co-founder of Facebook. And you've got a guy who was a co-founder of LinkedIn. I forget who that is. Uh, Reed Hoffman. You've got Jeff Bezos of Amazon.com. And, you know, mm. I just I think it's interesting because now you're seeing these these businesses that have amassed the largest amount of personal information on Individuals and we give it up voluntarily. We, you know, Amazon has a predictive sales like algorithm because they get all of your preferences and then they know what you've bought and what you're interested in, and all of that. You got Facebook where we give all this personal information, and LinkedIn, and that's our jobs, and all that. And I just think it's a little concerning that we're starting to see this social media. Uh, big wigs and these behemoths. Google's represented here as Mm. well. Uh, Eric Schmidt, he's the executive chairman. So the question is, is, are we seeing not just a global movement to consolidate power, but also the the business sector coming in and being like a another arm, this social media information mm-hmm. gathering arm, and is it tied in with the the federal government and even even on a global scale? You know, I, I think it's worthy of concern and question.
0: Well, sure, yeah, and it's certainly something that we shouldn't frown upon when people are doing research. There's also a big implication of uh, there's a tendency for people that get put up to be the president that they attend Bilderberg shortly before their big presidential run. Of course, Bill Clinton was an obscure governor in 91 and he attended Bilderberg and then he ran in 92 and pulled off a victory. Rick Perry, it's worth noting, was there in 2007 uh, in Istanbul, Turkey, and they say that they spoke about his presidential aspirations. And Of course, he's planning on running, too. So he's not really a limited government constitutional conservative when you're attending meetings with a lot of these global elitist, fascists, internationalists, and that's definitely something that is not working towards creating a free society. It's creating the exact opposite, centralization of power. But we're going to be chatting with David Simpson. He's a representative here in the state of Texas that's actually doing work to protect the liberties of individuals which is something that we call for here on the shows live free now radio show stick with us we'll be right back on the other side
1: attention big talker listeners
2: want to get the real information on the agenda behind the obama administration's policies Brave New Books, Austin's own fiercely independent bookstore, has the resources you need to understand the Federal Reserve, international banking, and the forces behind President Obama. Brave New Books is located a block south of UT at 1904
1: Guadalupe Street. Contact us at 480-2503 or at bravenewbookstore.com.
0: Hey, Jason, did you know that the dollar of today is worth only three cents compared to the dollar of 1913?
1: Yeah, I heard that same thing. Why is that?
0: Well, in 1913, the Federal Reserve Bank was created and given the power to create infinite money out of thin air.
1: Oh, so the more dollars that are created, the less my dollars are worth. Isn't that what
0: inflation is? Precisely. So what's a guy to do? Well, Jason, for the past year, I've been buying silver, and i got to tell you, it's one of the best investments I've ever made. I'm sold. Tell me where I can get this silver. Well, I go to Capital Coin & Bullion. It's located on 7304 Burnett Road, right next to the Ichiban Sushi and just south of Genie Car Wash. They always have great deals on silver, gold, and rare coins of all sorts. Can I call them to get more information? You sure can. You can contact Capital Coin & Bullion at 512-371-5884. Ask for Chatter Becky. You can also check out their website at capitalcoinandbullion.com. So that's
1: 512-371-5884, and the site is capcoin.com? That's correct. Well, I'm going to stick it to the Federal Reserve. I'm going to Capital Coin and Bullion today.
0: Be sure to tell them Live Free Now sent you.
1: Back to Live Free Now, livefreenowradio.com. This is Jason Rink and John Bush. Here, as always, on Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on 98.9, we have been talking about the government and too much government and how the government is always trying to get into our stuff. And we're getting ready to talk with a great guest that we have. He's a representative that is... um, here in the Texas legislature, and he's a powerful force for freedom there, and he's really been making a lot of noise, getting a lot of uh, coverage nationwide, Mm -hmm. hasn't he, John?
0: Yeah, for sure. There's been a a major pushback against the TSA and their Body scanners and their enhanced pat-downs, and a lot of people think that they definitely pushed it over the line, and people are pushing back in their own small ways. Protests are forming. There's a lot of boycotts going on, but Representative Simpson is actually the first one out of the state legislatures uh, to move forward with some legislation that would actually criminalize unconstitutional, unreasonable downs that take place here in the state of Texas, and he's really been doing a lot a lot of work, and he's actually been an activist, a champion for the cause. He didn't just file the bill uh, like many legislators do, but he's actually been working with his office and uh, the whole movement in order to get this uh, out there. He's done a lot of great media presentations, educating people about the Fourth Amendment and, and the need to stand up. So, David Simpson, uh, we definitely appreciate you coming on. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, John. Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, and thanks for all that you've been doing in this in this effort. Uh, it's really made a lot of waves and we're still pushing on. And I just want to thank you for all the hard work.
2: Well, uh, I'm privileged to, to join a vast host uh, here in Texas and a- around the nation, and even uh, other parts of the world that uh, are standing up for individual freedom and responsibility and, and restricting the government from its unreasonable uh, searches and invasions, uh, not only of our Things, but of our even of our bodies and our person.
0: Definitely, definitely. Maybe you could start by telling us what House Bill nineteen thirty seven, which is now House Bill forty one and Senate Bill twenty nine. What would that bill do here in the state of Texas?
2: It it basically prohibits um, intrusive uh, touching of our private parts during a search without probable cause. Searches that go on, say, when you enter a public building such as the Capitol or a courthouse, uh, but most people are familiar with them that are being performed at our airports now. Uh, So it's basically saying you can't touch someone's private parts without a reason. You can't go to third base unless you think someone's committing a crime.
0: That's great. Yeah, and it's basically reiterating the Fourth Amendment. It's unfortunate that we live in in these times where we have to pass bills like this, reminding uh, the federal government and reminding the bureaucracy, where the where the line stands because it's already been drawn in the Fourth Amendment, You're but right. uh, unfortunately we had to do those things, and we really appreciate you taking the lead on that. Maybe you give us a little breakdown of the bill's history. I know it had enormous support, unanimous support in the House. Uh, it looked like it had a, a large majority support in the Senate. What was the the track this bill down the road from its uh, fruition all the way to where we are here today?
2: Well, uh, the bill was filed um, I think originally on March 1st in the regular session as HB 1937. Eventually, uh, uh, there were 94 co-authors joining me in this legislation. And then on the last day that a bill could pass out of the House uh, in the regular session, it passed out unanimously uh, on second and then on third reading. And then it came to the Senate. It was uh, unanimously passed out of the Senate's Transportation and Homeland Security Committee and then it came to the floor on their second to the last day and lo and behold after 3 months 2 TSA officers or uh, or at least representatives came to lobby the Senate and uh, then the uh, the bill uh, had been uh, basically had the support of 30 or 31 or all of the senators but um uh, the Lieutenant Governor, apparently according to Senator Patrick, who carried the bill or sponsored the bill in the Senate, said the bill was delayed coming to the floor until this Department of Justice letter was circulated among the members. And that letter was inaccurate. It basically said that if we enacted this legislation, it would stop all uh, pat-downs, all searches in the state of Texas. And uh, though we might want that, um, that's not what the legislation uh, was going to do. It just stopped uh, searches without probable cause at someone's private parts, and it doesn't stop all pat downs at all. Didn't stop the metal detectors or even the naked body scanners. Uh, certainly didn't stop the bomb sniffing dogs. Uh, and uh, the most effective means they still rely on are the gun, are the metal detectors, it didn't stop those. But anyway, the Senators, uh, having just briefly looked at the letter and um, seen the threat that there would be a federal um, stay of the legislation or uh, actually a canceling of a flight or a series of flights, uh, as some have said, basically creating a no-fly zone, um, they... uh, Twelve of the senators then blocked the uh, bill from uh, moving forward. At that point in time, you had to suspend the rules to uh, bring the bill up, and so they didn't have the votes to to bring the bill up. And they have a, and they have a rule in the Senate that you have to have two thirds of the senators. So with twelve of them voting against it, the Senator Patrick made an impassioned speech and then withdrew it. But then the next day, late in the day, uh, after Senator Patrick and Senator Joan Huffman worked the floor and we sought to respond to the uh, the letter from the Department of Justice, um, uh, it looked like we might have a, enough to... Uh, suspend the rules, and bring it to a vote. Both days we had a majority of the senators in support of the bill, but ultimately uh, there weren't enough to get the votes necessary. On the last day, I believe in the, the Constitution requires a 4 majority to uh, to suspend the rules, and that we didn't have that. So the bill died in the regular session, um, basically with the senator's... Uh, you know, basically giving in to this threat that if we enacted this law, they would shut us down. Man. So then, um, the uh, governor called a special session, and uh, we made some slight changes to the legislation, um, basically delaying its enactment date, which I thought was perhaps part of the problem getting it through the Senate. Because if two thirds of them had voted for it, it would have become law immediately and it wouldn't have given the TSA and the and the state time to really work out something. My hope is if this legislation is ultimately passed that the TSA will change their directives to their agents. There is no federal law requiring mm-hmm. to touch our private parts as a condition of travel. In fact, we made it a defense in the legislation that if there ever if there is or would be such a law that was passed by Congress and became a federal statute, not merely a bureaucratic directive, and was found constitutional, and the TSA agent acted in compliance with it. It would be a defense to Mm -hmm. prosecution. But anyway, we filed the bill with a few changes, um, and both in the House and the Senate. The House version is HB 41 now, and Senator Patrick filed the identical legislation in the Senate, Senate Bill 29, and uh, as of yesterday, um, we uh, had 104 co-authors of the legislation in the House. That's great. We're expecting a hearing uh, on um, Tuesday, and Mm. uh, if anybody's listening that wants to come, make sure you check it, because I don't know that it was announced yet. And I know the chairman of the Criminal Jurisprudence Committee, uh, Pete Gallega, said it would be heard on Tuesday. But, that's great. Uh, so it's either going to be heard that day or they're going to announce it that day. But check the uh, calendar on the Texas House before you come. But that's encouraging. The governor ask, actually has to add it to the call, though, mm-hmm. before um, really um, – and, and, of course, it needs a signature. And But we're proceeding – in hopes that he will add it to the call. He's added numerous pieces of legislation to Mm. the original two pieces that he called the special session for.
0: We're coming up on a break, uh, Representative Simpson. But, yeah, it's been a long, tumultuous battle. There's been a lot of ups and downs, and thankfully the the People's House, the House of Representatives, has largely supported this bill, and unfortunately uh, uh, the Senate, which... uh, has a little bit, you know, the federal government has a little bit more sway over the Senate, it could be said. Uh, Fortunately, they buckled under the pressure, but there's an activist movement that's still largely uh, heated up and really fired up about this particular issue. They're making phone calls to their senators and representatives, and that's definitely something that listeners can do if they want to contribute to this particular effort. You can also call the governor and encourage him to uh, put it as part of the special session. But We have a wonderful opportunity here to uh, actually make a difference to stand up. Utah has since followed suit, uh, taking Representative David Simpson's lead, and this is a big pushback on a major incursion. It's an example of states interposing on federal unconstitutional actions. It's a beautiful thing. This is the Live Free Now radio show. We'll be taking your calls after this break. 512-458-TALK. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back, welcome back. Live Free Now Radio. That's the show. It's Jason Rink and John Bush as always with you on Saturdays. And we're taking your calls. We are live, people. And we've got representative David Simpson here who again is a powerful force in the Texas legislature who is pushing back against the TSA and this the groping that they're doing and the touching and all of the invasions of our privacy and the 4th Amendment and all of that sort of thing in order to get on a plane. And so the number is 512-458-8255. That's five one two four five eight eight two five five. I do want to reiterate a point that was made in the last uh, segment of the show that this is not, um, you know, we're not talking about resisting really the executive, legislative, or judicial branch of the federal government here the The Pat Downs is not a, a a law that was passed through Congress and signed into law by the President or anything. This is a administrative policy by a bunch of bureaucrats in, you know, I guess, the Department of Homeland Security and the Transportation Security Administration. And so we've talked about this idea of nullification and interposition and the ability of the states to push back against unconstitutional legislation and this isn't even really legislation mm-hmm. and and the Department of Homeland Security I believe or the TSA when this was first uh, proposed uh, David Simpson's uh, bill was first proposed I think they came back and they said oh you know this this won't work because of the supremacy clause and the supremacy clause means that the federal government can do whatever it wants and it's it's funny because that isn't even right but even it's a stretch in the highest order because this isn't a federal law. Am I am I right about that, David? This I mean, this isn't a federal law that needs to be overturned through congressional means.
2: It's not a federal statute. There, there may be some general, uh, uh federal regulation s- showing that they uh, need to search people, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you can touch someone's private parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't. Whatever they promulgate has to be consistent with the Fourth Amendment, which prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures of our you know, persons, our houses, our papers, or effects. In fact it goes on and says, you know, basically they have to go to a judge and get a warrant and specify the item that they want to search for and, mm-hmm. and take. And we've just come along uh, road away from um, that uh, that in- incredibly important uh, amendment that protects our dignity, our privacy, and keeps us from being treated as criminals. That's what we're mm-hmm. doing. I I hear of nearly every day of some egregious search. I just heard of um, or saw an uh, instance of a of a young man who uh, apparently is some intellectual disabilities, and he was wearing a diaper. And uh, they completely humiliated this young boy. He was on his way to, to Disney World with his family, and uh, it was just completely uncalled for. And yet they treated this person with a disability uh, as a criminal. And, and we're doing it to Iraqi war veterans who've lost a prosthetic or their leg and fighting terrorists in Iraq and asking them to explain why their prosthetic limb doesn't doesn't have an explosive in it and we've gone from prudent caution to ridiculous success mm-hmm. and do you think
1: that is why this is resonating so much with the the average American and why the the media even has has gotten on this story and, and the stories about the TSA. I mean, it seems like a week doesn't go by where I don't see a national instance of the abuse of power at the hands of the TSA. I mean, is do you think that that is just, this is an example of things are just going so far that the average person's just kind of waking up out of their sleep?
2: I do, and I'm thankful that they're waking up. Uh, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. We were just, I thought there would be more of an outright outcry, and there was initially around Thanksgiving, but it seemed like for a period of time there we just got lulled to sleep, we didn't have any other options, but as they become more and more invasive and consistent in their mistreatment and abuse of people, especially the common people, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop with them. I I know two state officials, one state rep who travels from, from El Paso, they pick on him every time he he tries to time it where he can walk through the metal detector but they even when he's halfway through they pull him out and and try to force him through the scanner but he doesn't want to be irradiated
0: mm-hmm.
2: or viewed naked so they grope him
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think one of the reasons why this one is is picked up such steam amongst the public is because this is an issue that you can't really ignore. You can't say, "Oh, well, you know, that doesn't affect me. It affects those crazy activists or it affects people that are going out and going out of their way to to make a a hush." about things but really it affects everybody people's mothers are getting groped people's sisters people's children are getting groped and, and a lot of people unfortunately their parents just sit there and, and watch it take place but this is something that's hitting people's heart and it's it's right in their pants so it's kind of hard to avoid that's but true. but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm so appreciative that this is actually an issue where they have stepped over the line and while it is absolutely egregious unconstitutional and just way over the top, they, I think they pushed a little bit too hard on this one. And now the sleeping giant is starting to push back and thank you for representing the people and representing that outrage. I know you work directly with some activist organizations here in central Texas and drafting the bill and you're doing really what a representative should do. And you're definitely the odd man out when it comes to the state legislature. So thanks for putting your neck on the line.
2: Well, I'm so grateful for the people and it's ultimately they who govern under God. And, uh, I'm so thankful that they're concerned to get involved and to stand up. I mean, I, I couldn't do it merely by myself, and um, I'm just really uh, facilitating uh, this outcry. And we, we shouldn't even need it, though, if we had officials that really took seriously their oath of office. I see most of my job as a legislator is to restrict the government from encroaching upon indif- individual freedom and responsibility every one of my bills had to do with that
0: yep yep and we're taking your calls folks if you want to call in if you have a question for representative simpson or a comment about the tsa pat downs 512-458-talk is the number 512-458-8255 why don't you tell us about the you know the actual action of tsa agents or tsa officials coming to the people's house to lobby against the people i mean it seems so counterintuitive and and illegal even that you know these bureaucrats that are supposed to work under the direction of law that get paid by the people of America are here lobbying against the people. Uh, so you know that are just trying to simply put a stop to hands being put down their pants. What's that all about? Are, did they break the law in, in doing that?
2: Well, I, it certainly uh, violates uh, what I would think would be an ethical mm. standard. I, I'm not sure of the particular uh, statute there, or law that would uh, prohibit that. There probably is, but it's kind of like. I know we're, we've sought to stop Dot from lobbying the citizens of Texas about, you know, our roadways. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, it's the citizens' job to lobby the legislature, not not the other way around have the bureaucracy doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's backwards beyond a reasonable doubt. It's definitely unethical. It's not the way government ought to work. That's
1: right. Yeah, and, you know, I think what is... Um... You know, complicates the everything is that government is growing at such a rate and there's so many policies that are being pushed through at any time. And the legislative process is difficult for the average citizen to navigate, it's difficult for people to get the time to be able to get involved. And so yep. we really rely on our representatives to know what's right and to do what's right. And, uh, you know, we're thankful to have you down there. Now, we've got Shane on the line. And uh, Shane, thanks for joining us on Live Free Now. Do you have a question or a comment?
3: Uh, I've got a question and a comment. I just want to say
4: that I I thoroughly support you. Uh, You guys have got some great beliefs and some solid core ethical uh, American framework uh, built into the uh, situation you guys are defending right now. And, you know, we've got our rights being compromised all over the place. They're starting to treat Americans like cattle, Um, you know, following them through shoots and uh, groping and feeling. And and just, uh, you know, Getting everybody mainframe so that if there is ever a situation where they've got to move a large quantity of the population, sort of like the same thing that's going on in Japan right now, um, they can do it in a facilitated manner and everybody just you know pretty much turns into cattle at that point in time.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Shane? I mean, you got a point. We've seen that happen in this nation before. I mean, they've put Japanese people, citizens, in internment camps uh, when it was no conspiracy theory. That's right. This is facts. This is you know. I know (laughs) you didn't learn it in school. I'm
0: not not going radical on
1: you, okay? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So we've just we've got to be looking out for this type of activity. And so, uh, you know, Mike or Shane. I'm sorry. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for your comments. We do have Mike on the line as well. Mike, uh, do you have a question or a comment?
2: Well, first I want to say thank you to Jason, you and John, for both uh, bringing attention to this and for bringing someone like Representative Simpson on, who's done such heroic work, as you've stated. I also wanted to ask Representative Simpson, what practical measures we as citizens can continue to bring before the legislative body in the Senate? As I understand it, Lieutenant Governor Dewhurst has already requested that Governor Perry bring this legislation before the special session and indicated that rather than having a two-thirds majority, a simple
0: majority would be acceptable for the special session. Based on calls that we've made, we know that there are 18 senators who are in support of this legislation, and as David Simpson pointed out, there are 104 co-authors in the House. This seems like enough to motivate Governor Perry to bring this before the legislative body and to get this bill passed. What can we do practically
2: to urge him to do that?
0: And Representative Simpson, we have about a minute left, so if you could get that out there, the action items, and then uh, we'll let you go.
2: Okay, good. First of all, I'd encourage uh, try to encourage Senator Patrick and the other senators to formally co-author the legislation in the Senate. That shows that not that way the governor doesn't have to rely upon hearsay, but he can see their names associated with the bill. Then I would write, I would call, I would fax the governor, and uh, and ask your friends, two or three others, to do so and then to come to the hearings. Um, And even people outside the nation, the the governor has some presidential aspirations, and I believe it should be something that he would want to promote and showing that bringing action to his words in his book, uh, Fed Up, that he will stand up for the rights of individuals Mm -hmm. across this land. Definitely,
0: definitely. Yeah, that's right. Rick Perry has uh, had some strong states' rights rhetoric in the past, and now there's an opportunity for the rest of the country, if he does have presidential aspirations, which he has indicated that he does, to basically call him on it. You say you're fed up, Rick Perry. We the people are fed up as well, and we're asking you to defend the civil liberties. Michael,
1: that was a great question. Thanks for calling and call again. And uh, Representative Simpson, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Thank you for all that you're doing, and we'll continue to uh, carry news and developments on this situation here on Live Free Now. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll have you again.
2: Thank you, Jason. Thank you, John. I love a free press.
0: Yeah, have a good one. This is the Live Free Now radio show, folks. We'll have too much government news on the other side.
1: Jason Rink and John Bush here to introduce you to a brand new sponsor of the Live Free Austin radio show, Enterfood.
0: Yeah, Jason, Enterfood is a powder mix of various green superfoods which utilizes all natural and organic ingredients in order to provide you the boost of energy you need to make it through the day.
1: That's right, with ingredients like organic spirulina, organic chlorella, and organic barley and wheatgrass, you're sure to catch a buzz on
0: life after drinking this mix. Best of all, it's made with non heated ingredients, it's gluten free and caffeine free, so you'll get the best. Of what nature has to offer. No funny genetically modified nonsense.
1: So check out Enterfood.com or call 1 866 762 9238 to learn more about this green superfood powder and also check out their other invigorating health mixes and coffees.
0: That's right, Enterfood isn't the only thing in the Health Botanicals lineup. You got to check out the organic coconut powder and organic skincare lines. Go ahead and give it a try. Call 1 866 762 9238 or visit Enterfood.com today. And to
3: That's libertystickers.com. But wait.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us on the LibFreeNow radio show. LibFreeNowradio.com is the website you can go to to visit and uh, check out all of our past podcasts that we have recorded for you. We've had some great guests over the years. Right now I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our big sponsors here on the program that makes this transmission to you possible and that's Capital Coin and Bullion. Check out Capital Coin and Bullion. Dot com. It's your one-stop shop for everything silver, gold, numismatic, rare coins. I go by there personally and buy silver dimes. I'm a big fan of the silver dimes, big fan of getting out of the Federal Reserve note. As you know, the potential of quantitative easing three is along uh, coming out upon the horizon. And, you know, basically in simple speak, that's the federal government, the Federal Reserve Bank turning on the pr- printing presses and shelling out a lot more dollars there into circulation. Law of supply and demand kicks in and the more dollars out there, the less dollars the less value your dollars have. So one thing you can do to protect that, of course, is put some of your assets, put some of your dollars into silver and gold, and I prefer the smaller denominations. So if the dollar does potentially collapse, which, you know, that's not really such a crazy thought these days, uh, we'll be able to trade amongst ourselves with a currency that actually has value. So that's CapitalCoinandBullion.com. You can give them a call at 512-371-5884. That's 512 371 Five eight eight four, or you can go ahead and stop in if you live here in Austin. Seven three zero four Burnett Road. That's seven three four Burnett Road. And for those of you out of state, you can check out CapitalCoin uh, and Bullion and they'll actually deliver right to you. So we want to give a big shout out to them. We appreciate uh, their support of the show, and we appreciate the. Uh, you know, the silver that they have, because, you know, we're big shoppers of them as well. Well, yeah,
1: and I, I do want to say we're about to uh, go into g- too much government news here in a moment, and we do have a caller on hold, so we just ask you to hold for just a moment. Uh, we we want to indicate that, you know, you got you to gotta pay attention a little bit to the long term on silver and gold. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? There's going to be ups and downs in the gold and silver market. You got to look at the long term and see what's really been going on for the last 10 years. The trend is definitely in a positive direction, and Whenever the, the signs show that the dollar is going to be devalued, it's always a good investment. So in the long and the short term, it's, it's probably going to be the right move. And Capital Coin and Bullion is your local source for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we do have some too much government news. And we do want to encourage you as well to call here, uh, 512-458-8255. And we do want to go to Too Much Government News.
3: Too Much Government News
0: yeah
1: I love it. That's our <laughs> new little ditty and uh, professional
0: baby. We want to give a big shout out to Marie, the uh, producer, the behind the scenes that makes this show possible. Thank you so much for putting that together. And I Thanks like for it. all the hard work.
1: That's solid. All right. well, we want to talk about a story you might have heard of uh about a Stockton resident. This is California, I believe. the California. great free state of California. That's right. uh the Department of Education busted down the door, baby. <laughs> SWAT team, police officers, gear, the whole deal. Why? Well, you know, you got to pay those student loans, people. I mean, this is the whole deal, you know? It, it's its the point now in society where the student loan is like the the loan that you've got to pay. You can't get out of it. If you declare bankruptcy, it doesn't go away. It follows you forever. They will... They will deduct money from your Social Security checks, yeah. if not that. So we think that this might be a little bit overboard. Well, I do, John. It's, do you think uh, this is a little overboard to be busting down people's doors to try to collect?
0: Yeah, It's a little bit of an overreach. The sad part about it is uh, in these tough economic times... Unfortunately, there's a lot of young people that are going 40, 60, 80, 100,000 plus into debt. And unfortunately, they get their degree, they get their shiny piece of paper, and they come out into the job market and they find that there aren't any jobs for them. Uh, And that's the unfortunate thing. That's why it's up to all the young people out there to go ahead and start their own businesses and become little entrepreneurs Then you won't have to work underneath anybody. But uh, yeah, it is an unfortunate thing. It's definitely an overreach. I think the Department of Education worked with the local police force to actually bring out the SWAT team, which is, you know, a little bit too much government, if you ask me.
1: Well, I don't know, but let's ask our caller. We do have a caller today and uh, thanks for joining us. Do you have any comments on the TSA or on the uh, fact that the SWAT team might show up to collect on that student loan
0: you own? (laughs)
4: John Bush, it's Dean Ryan from the Fashion Rock Show.
0: Oh, hey, man, how are you? Calling from California, are we?
4: I'm calling from Vegas, man. All right. Nice. The big time. I thought i call in and just say I really admire what you're doing. I finally wanted to call in and uh, tell you that, uh, you know, uh, what I told you when we were rocking and rolling not too long ago, that uh, people go, going to the airports have your, DA your district attorney's phone number on your speed dial.
0: Oh yeah. For sure. That's yeah. that's a good move. I also want to tell you,
4: people in Vegas over here are pretty pissed about this whole poker online poker shutdown.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we covered we... that in the past, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll
4: we... tell you want, man? I'm hanging out at the Rio Hotel for the World Series of Poker at ESPN. A lot of people are missing cuz all their funds are tied up.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine and I know there was uh it was interesting because there was a guy on um TV. I saw interviewed a couple of months ago, and uh, he had a Murray Rothbard shirt on, and he was he was a guy who was a professional online poker player. So you know, he was uh, he was promoting a little Austrian economics as well, which we talk about here. But you know, it's crazy. I mean, no matter where you go the government's trying to take away what the, the little freedoms that we have anywhere they can squeeze it out, anywhere they can take it away. And, and, you know, in Vegas, they're in hard times right now too. I mean, Vegas needs all the help they can get.
4: Yeah. It, it's pretty bad. And, uh, we had the SWAT team over here the other night, speaking of SWAT teams. Uh, so it must've been a student loan, but, uh, <laughs> I can only imagine that or the math. I'm not too sure. But anyways, um, yeah. As, as far as what you're saying, man is, uh, People are waking up, and, uh, you know, when you start going after the poker players, and it's all over our local news over here in Vegas, Yeah, people are waking up, man. And I, just a small quick story. I was uh, I was shooting with the E! Channel the other night, and I was hanging out at a private party with uh, Snoop Doggy Dog and Flavor Flav out of all people.
1: All right. All right. I like that <laughs> combo. I'd like them to see them put an album out together.
4: Yeah. And by the way, if there's ever an open bar, never uh, treat dirty martinis like they're shooters. Just want to throw that out there. Um, But anyways, you could tell what kind of party it was. But I said, hey, Flav and Snoop, I said, are you guys ever going to come out for uh, 9-11 Truth? And they were very quiet, but they were shaking their head. All right. And the entertainment community is waking up. So we're really looking for that John Lennon-esque figure to get the movement rolling. Yep. Maybe that's John Bush. You
0: see? Uh, maybe it's Lupe. Uh, Lupe Fiasco has been coming out strong for all sorts of different truth and what's really going on. So, hey, we appreciate your call, Dean. Uh, what, you got a website people can check out. You're into the fashion biz, huh?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Fashionrockshow.com and uh, Kat made the website. And, uh, nice. So congratulations, you guys, and I hope to see you guys soon. Right on, thanks, man, and uh, I've seen
1: the photos you do; they're great. So I want to tell people to check that out. And I do want to say, I think it was Samuel Adams that said, uh, "It doesn't take a majority to prevail, but an irate, tireless minority of Mm -hmm. poker players." (laughs) And that could be true. It they could the poker community, in and of itself, could topple the regime. We know that's possible.
0: First, they came for the students. Then they came, came for from the, the cigarette smokers. <laughs> then they came for the poker players. And next, they're coming from you. That's right. Is the that... raw milk producer. That's right. and and, and we'll, leave.
1: we'll leave. This is a two for one that we've got here on uh, Too Much Government News, uh, brought to you by Enterfood.com. And uh, it's the war on raw milk. And uh, so, again. Always, another SWAT team, I think. You know, it's always (laughs) the SWAT SWAT team.
0: They're going to SWAT the door here at the show because we're putting out too much freedom and liberty.
1: Maybe the SWAT team just doesn't have that much to do.
0: (laughs) They've been busted drinking and driving here in the city of Austin, so you might be onto something there.
1: That's great. No, so it's not the SWAT team again this time, but uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, the City Department of Health and Wellness issued a cease and desist order to the Whole Life Buying Club and then place the organization's milk cash under quarantine. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, and again, this is, you know, 40 members that I think I've talked to you about this before. The milk rings, the raw milk rings.
0: Criminals. The mafia. Where
1: you've got soccer moms with their minivans full of coolers.
0: Terrorists, Al-Qaeda.
1: And they're delivering raw milk in the black market. Guys, when, when they're coming after your milk, you know we've got trouble. Yep, yep. And we do have trouble. That's why we're asking you to live free now. Do something today for your personal freedom and for liberty. And join us next week, Saturday. This is the Live Free Now radio show, and we're always telling you, live free.